This is week number two of our series called Oomph, which is all about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And tonight is really awesome because tonight you get to hear from your very own Zach Ohouse. That's right. And uh, I am like, like, like I'm, I'm dead serious about this. I could not be more excited about what Zach has to say. Um, he and I have been talking about this for the past couple months, and uh, definitely in the past couple weeks, we've been, we've been kind of talking through it. And uh, I believe the message that God's going to deliver through him is going to be one that honestly could change your life if you let it. And I'm really, uh, I'm really excited about what Zach's getting ready to say. But if I could be honest with you, um, I'm, uh, I like what he's getting ready to say, uh, but I'm more excited about the person who's actually saying it. Um, Zach is a guy who is living out the things that he's getting ready to tell you. And the reason that I am especially pumped is because he's going to be talking about something that is weighing heavy on his heart, simply because that is what God has already done in him and is continuing to do that in him and through him. And so, uh, again, I couldn't be more excited. You guys get your, uh, get your pens out, get your notes out, get your Bibles out. It's going to be incredible. And let's give a big, big H12 welcome to Zach O'House. You got it, bro. Thanks, Steve. Well, what is up, H12? How are y'all doing tonight? Man, we are so glad that you have joined us for our second week of our series, Oomph, where we're talking all about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so last week, Steve brought the message, and it was so good, and he talked a little bit about what a follower is and what it means to be a follower. And he used this line that I loved, and it was, if you go, I'll go. If you go, I'll go. And so it got me thinking, and I started thinking about some stories that I had. And one of them I just, I just wanted to share with you. Um, so it was about two summers ago. I was hanging out with some of my friends, and we were just chilling. And it was super, super hot because it, it, it was like one of the hottest days in summer. And we just we, we couldn't figure out what to do. We, we didn't want to stay inside. We didn't want to go to the pool. And we were like, man, let's go to the river. Anybody, anybody love the river? We love Chattahoochee? Like, there's nothing better than the Chattahoochee. Um, but see, I was all for the Chattahoochee, and then one of, the, one of my friends was like, dude, let's go to Settles Bridge. Hey. And so we actually got a picture of Settles Bridge for those of you that don't know what it is. See, you, you kind of like walk down here and climb up here, and then you get on this bridge, and you're looking over, and the bottom one is 40 feet, and the top one is 80 feet. And if you don't know me, I have probably the biggest fear of heights in this room out of all students, adults, anybody. I am the most scared person of heights. Um, and I find that my um, scaredness of heights is reasonable because if you were to fall off a 100-foot building, you would, you would die. <laughs> no, no, you, you would die. So I find that, that my, my being scared of heights is pretty reasonable. And so they were like, come on, come on, just go. And I was like, no, I think, I think my mom's calling me to go home. I think I, I got to go. And, and, um, and they're like, no, 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 look, here, we'll get some people that are scared of heights too. We'll get some, other, uh, some more of our friends that are scared of heights. And if, if they jump, will you jump? And I was like, no, no, I, I don't think so. I think I'm just going to go home. And they're like, come on, come on, you have to. Like, we're all going. It's going to be so much fun. And I was like, all right, well, if you get three people to jump with me, then I'll go. If you get three people to jump with me, I'll go. And so they did, and we got there, and I jumped, and till this day, I will never step within 10 feet of Settles Bridge, because it's so, it, it's so scary. Um, but so, that, the moral of that story is everyone follows someone, and we all use the line, if you go, I'll go. 
See, because everyone follows someone, and while we're in this series, we're talking about what it means to be a follower of Christ. What does it look like to be a follower of Christ? And so tonight, I'm, I'm talking of, uh, about a topic that I find to weigh heavy on my heart, and, and it's really, it's been true for me um, in my faith walk, um, in my journey. And the topic is really uncomfortable, and I, I, I found it to be super uncomfortable as I was going through it. And uh, a lot of you know what it is. It's sacrifice. See, we sacrifice every day. All of us sacrifice. You make sacrifices every day, depending on whether it's you sacrifice your time doing whatever you could be doing after school to be here with us for our second week of oomph. See, some of you, you love sports. Anybody play a sport and they're, like, really amazing at it? Yeah. See, a lot of you, you love sports, and your heart is super into a sport, and you sacrifice time hanging out with your friends to go to practice, hopefully to play at the college level, maybe at the professional level, but you sacrifice your time with your friends to play sports. Some of you, you don't like sports, you're kind of like a very unathletic person, but you love hanging out with your friends. You're super social, and you love hanging out with friends. So you sacrifice your time hanging out, uh, you sacrifice time to hang out with your friends instead of playing sports. Some of you, you are amazing gamers, and you love video games, and you're like level 99, Clash of Clans, like all over, Call of Duty Ghosts, you're staying up to like midnight playing Ghosts or whatever, but... You guys, you sacrifice time playing sports, hanging out with your friends to play video games. But we all, the, the main thing that each of those have in common is that they all make sacrifices. You all make sacrifices. And so when we talk about sacrifice, it goes along with uh, following. And the reason we follow someone is because they usually make our lives easier. See, when we follow someone, we can take a step back from the driver's seat. We can sit in the passenger seat and let them lead while we watch. See, because we love to be comfortable. That's the same reason we have Netflix. See, Netflix, you can sit at home in your bed with a big old bottle of popcorn, a gallon of sweet tea, watching Breaking Bad all night long without feeling any guilt. And you don't have to pay for a movie. You don't have to drive and waste your gas to go somewhere. You can sit at home in your bed watching Netflix. See, because we all love to be comfortable. But when, when we begin to sacrifice, we get uncomfortable. We, we begin to lose control of the things that we have planned. See, I was working at Chick-fil-A, and it was about, about two months ago. And if you think slavery has been abolished and Abraham Lincoln did that, it's not true. For anybody that works at Chick-fil-A, you will understand that. Chick-fil-A will enslave you. Do not work there. It is terrible. Um, but so, they, and they have great food, but that's besides the point. So, I was working the drive-through, it was about two months ago, and the, there was a huge rush of cars, and this lady comes through and she says, hey, thank you so much for my meal, she paid for it, and she was like, can I pay for the person behind me? I was like, that's, that's so awesome, thank you so much, uh, they're gonna love to hear it. She paid for them, she went on with her day, and then the car behind her came up, and I informed them, and they were like, wow, thank you so much, that car is so um, gracious, and they paid for the car behind them. And so, we've had that happen before, and it, it's been like, three, four cars um, max. But that day, we had 18 cars. We had 18 cars come through. They all paid for the person behind them. But what the 19th car did, um, it took me by surprise. And it, it, it kind of it made me think a lot deeper um, to what she said. And she said, instead, instead of um, being ecstatic and super excited about the person in front of them paying for the, her meal, she, um, she, I gave her a meal, and she was 
she was pretty happy. She was like, thank you, thank you, it's, it's awesome. And then she said, um, so I guess I gotta pay for the meal behind me. And I was like, you don't have to. And she was like, well, how much, how much is their meal? As I was kind of like, um, all right, um, their meals, you know, their meals seven dollars more than yours. Um, and she was like, well, you see, I only had the amount to pay for my meal, so I don't think I'm gonna, I don't think I'm gonna pay for their meal. Sorry, no. Um, and I was like, okay, that's fine. It's our pleasure to serve you. She was on with her day. But what took me back was that she wasn't super ecstatic to pay for the person's meal. She was kind of laid back, and she said, well, how much is it? And see. When you make sacrifices every day, you choose what you sacrifice. And to her, sacrificing her extra $7 to pay for the person's meal wasn't worth it. See, it wasn't worth it for her, maybe because she only had $7 left to her next paycheck. Maybe because she was trying to save, she was $7 away from saving up for something that was $50. See, whatever it may be, she chose what she wanted to sacrifice. And all of you guys, you guys choose what you want to sacrifice as well. So the question that we're asking is what is worth sacrificing? What's worth sacrificing? See, we, we all go through our days we, and we sacrifice things uh, every day. But is it, is it worth it? Is the things that we're sacrificing worth it? And Jesus in scripture laid out for us three things that we need to sacrifice. He laid out three sacrifices that we need to make in order to be a disciple. So we're looking at Matthew 16 verses 24 through 26. If you guys have your Bibles, they should either be uh, in your laps or in front of you. We're looking at Matthew 16, 24 through 26. It should be on page 973. Uh, and in this, Jesus is giving us three sacrifices that we need to make in order to be a disciple. And so Jesus goes on and he says, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. So those are the three sacrifices that he says we need to make. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. And last week, we talked a lot about what it means to be a follower and what, what a follower does. And Steve brought it, and we talked about how you look like Jesus when you love like Jesus. And if you go, I'll go. And that's what a follower does. But this week, we're going to look at, uh, we're going to look more at denying themselves and taking up your cross. See, when you deny yourself, you decide to say no to the things that you want. And you say yes to the things that God wants. You say no to the wants and the desires that you have and the plans that you have for your life. And you step back, you let God have control, and you give him control of your life, and he puts his plans into your life. See, what, God, what he's saying is, is let, me, let me be the driver, you be the passenger, sit back, and let me have control of your life. And that's hard for us because we love to be in control. We, we don't want someone that we can't see be in control of our life. See, that's scary for us. We want to be in control at every single moment of our lives. But what God's saying here is to sit back and let him be in control. And the second part of it is to take up your cross. Let me go back. Thanks. second part of it is to take up your cross. And what God's saying here, or what Jesus is saying here is, is that he... See, taking up your cross is uncomfortable. And what Jesus did was very, very uncomfortable. He, he left his comfort to lift his cross. He left his comfort to lift his cross. See, when Jesus lifted his cross, he, he knew that he was going to have to carry his cross for miles and miles and would soon later be crucified on that very cross. 
and bore, he, he bare the weight of our sin and our hurt and our pain. And that's what he's saying that we need to do with others. See, last week we learned about how we look like Jesus when we love like Jesus. He's saying here to take up your cross and bear the weight of others' pain and others' hurt. So it was about uh, six months ago or so, um, we were in a series called Jesus Is. We were down, this is when we were downstairs, and we were in a series called Jesus Is. And Steve gave out these nails. And at first, this nail didn't mean too much to me. It was, it was, just, a, it was just something to have. It was, it was a bookmarker for my Bible. Um, but as I was preparing for this message, I, I was thinking all about sacrifice and, and what it means to sacrifice and what's the true meaning of sacrifice and what's worth sacrificing. And this nail was staring literally directly in my face on my desk. And I was like, I picked it up and I looked at it. And I, what, I, what I had realized was this nail, this nail equals the biggest sacrifice that was ever made. See, because two more of these nails would equal the amount of nails that was used to crucify Christ. See, there's one nail on his wrist, there's one nail on his other wrist, and then there was a nail in his feet to hold him up on the cross. See, this nail equals the biggest sacrifice that was ever made. And the reason that he sacrificed is so that we could have a relationship with Christ. See, Jesus knew what was worth sacrificing. He knew exactly what was worth sacrificing when he took up his cross, bore the weight of our sin, walked it all the way, was crucified on it so that we could have a relationship with Christ. And going on to verse 25 and verse 26, he lays out for us what is worth sacrificing. So the question we have is what is worth sacrificing? Here he lays out for us what is actually worth sacrificing. Verse 25 says, For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. And going on to verse 26, it says, What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul. See, what good is it for us to have all, all the nicest clothes and, all the nicest, and drive the nicest car, have all the friends and, and the most followers on Twitter and the most followers on Instagram? What good is that if we're forfeiting our relationships and our morals to be able to gain all that? See, right here, Jesus lays it out for us and says that that's not worth sacrificing because when we start to forfeit our, when we start to, forfeit our relationships and our, and our morals for, for that, we begin to sacrifice things that can hurt us instead of things that can help us. See, when Jesus went and took up his cross, he sacrificed and he made known to us what was worth sacrificing. And so tonight we're looking at um, this, the, the next point that y'all have is sacrifices can save. Sacrifices can save. See, sacrifices can save. Sacrifices can hurt. And for me, um, y'all might not know it um, now, but I was, I was in a time in my life when, when my sacrifices were hurting not only me, but hurting others. See, when I, when I first got this nail, I was in a time where I was beginning to sacrifice things that, that were hurting not only me, but hurting others, and I didn't even realize it. Um, what y'all may not know is, is in seventh grade, my dad passed away, and, and there was a huge, huge gap in my life that I, I couldn't find a way to fill. I didn't know how I was going to fill it. Um, I, tried, I tried being as popular as I could, hanging out, with, hanging out with kids in my grade that I thought were the coolest kids that had the most followers on Twitter and Instagram. I tried going to parties. I tried drinking. It didn't work. 
See, it left me feeling even emptier than I had been before. See, because what I had realized is my sacrifices were hurting me. And what I had also realized was my sacrifices were hurting my relationship with God, my relationship with the friends that cared about me the most, and my relationship with my parents. See, because at that time, I was, uh, my mom was getting remarried, and I had a stepdad coming in as well. And in the beginning, I, I shut it all out because I didn't, want, I didn't want someone else in my life that was a father figure that was trying to help me out that I didn't even realize. See, I didn't want that. I didn't want that for me. I wanted to be on my own and do what I wanted to be able to try to fill the gap that I had. But what I didn't realize was that by not sacrificing, drink, uh, by, not do, by not drinking and by not partying, I began to sacrifice things that would save me. See, my relationship with my mom got better. My relationship with my stepdad got better. My relationship with my friends got better. See, I began to learn that my sacrifices could actually save my life. And I think that if, if God were here tonight, he would, he would be asking us three, th- three things. He would be s- telling us three things that we should be sacrificing. So the question we have is, what is God asking you to sacrifice? And so the first one we have is popularity. See, maybe tonight you've been chasing after popularity. You've been going after popularity so much that you've lost sight of the friends that cared about you the most. See, maybe the friends that cared about you the most were, were kind of nerdy or, or kind of lame. They, weren't, they didn't have the most followers on Twitter. They didn't have the most friends in the world. And you began to sacrifice your relationships with them to be with the people that were the po- most popular in your grade. See, when we begin to sacrifice our relationships with our friends that care about us for our popularity, we begin to elevate ourselves over them and act like we're better than them. And maybe tonight God's saying, look, you need to sacrifice your relationships for the sake of the people that care about you the most. Second one we have is sleep for scripture. See, maybe for some of you, God's saying tonight that you sacrifice a lot of the right things, and you're, and you're on the path for an amazing relationship with God, but you lack in reading your Bible. Maybe tonight he's saying, look, just sacrifice a little bit of sleep, just a little bit of sleep, to be able to read your Bible, get in the Word, and learn more about what it means to be a follower and the characteristics of Christ. And the last one that we have is drinking and smoking. And this one when I was preparing this message, it was, it was laying heavy on my heart, and I knew that I was going to end up talking about drinking and smoking because, because it goes along with my testimony. It goes along with, with the things that I've struggled with. See, because I struggled with drinking, and I, I had an honest conversation with God um, where he was, he was talking to me, and we were just having a conversation, and he, and he, he said, is it, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And my question to you tonight is, is it worth it? Is the things that you're sacrificing, the life that you're living, worth sacrificing a relationship with God? Is it worth it? I think if he were here tonight, he would be asking us the same question. And so I think there's another passage in Scripture, and it's Galatians 2.20, and you don't have to turn there. Um, I'll, re- I'll read it for you. It says, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. See, when we, when we sacrifice our current life, maybe you're living a life that's, that's filled with drinking and smoking and partying. When we sacrifice that life, we, 
we are crucified with Christ and we are raised up a new life and we no longer live, but he lives in us. So tonight, as, as we close out, I just want you to be asking yourself, what is God asking me to sacrifice? What is worth sacrificing? So let me pray for you guys. God, I, I love this ministry and I love these students. God, and I thank you so much for just being here tonight. I thank you so much for who you are. God, I thank you for your character, for the fact that you call us followers, God. And I, I pray tonight, Lord, that, that the students in this room would understand what it means to be a follower and what is worth sacrificing, God. Maybe some of them are sacrificing for drinking and smoking. Maybe some of them are sacrificing their relationships for popularity, God. Whatever it may be, tonight, would you make it clear to them what is actually worth sacrificing? Because you laid it out for us. You showed us what was actually worth sacrificing. So tonight, God, continue to show up as we move into the last song, God. Show us what is worth actually sacrificing. In Jesus' name.